1: What a save! Huskinen with
0: the glove!
1: Unbelievable! Big David, 500 points! Now we've got a wild scrum with fights breaking out all over the
0: place. This is a little bit obscene in terms of what the Oilers are doing on the power plant. This is Ryan Nijah Hopkins from your Edmonton
1: Oilers. Evan Bouchard with a little snapshot from the right I'm point! James,
2: no on this. Jajar from your Edmonton Oilers. This
1: is the battle of Alberta we've been waiting for for three decades! What oh, a glove save made by Smith!
3: This is Mike Smith, Leon Dreisettle. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmondson Oilers.
0: Unbelievable.
1: And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Print services to keep your printing costs down.
3: Yeah, Digitex does that.
1: D I G I T E X dot C A.
3: Vic David
1: wins the game for Edmonton. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. Six thirty check.
0: God on the ice, let's face it. And if ever there was a rock star god, well, I think we'd all agree. We know who it was from Led Zeppelin. This is Oilers Now. Bob stopper Brendan Escott with you. Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the digitex.ca e commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. It is the usual suspects on Thursday. Sportsnet's Louis DeBrusque at 12.35 from the NHL Network. For our friends of Canadian Power Pack, Kevin Weeks at 105. Edmonton sporting icon, Montreal-based media personality, Georges Larocque at 135. And we'll have a recap, and that's where we're going to get started. The Edmonton Oilers, an off day today. The team flew home last night after the matinee overtime victory, albeit against the uh, Montreal Canadiens B-Squad. Sometimes those games are actually tougher to play for the regular NHL guys than a bunch of hungry kids that want to put in a a showing. But uh, whatever the case, the Oilers ultimately won in overtime. A little bit of a surprise as to who they started with. And, um, well, maybe a guy making a late run to get in the mix here, carrying forward in the organization as well. So we'll get to all of that in the first half hour of the show, we'll tell you that you can reach us at any time on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. When the province returns to action, so too will the River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement. Bet on it. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780 Find everything you'll need for your next flooring project at 143rd Street and 111th Avenue or at ashleyfinefloors.com. Top story? How about this for you? Since January 30th, the Edmonton Oilers have the third-best record in the NHL, points percentage-wise. And just so you think, well, yeah, 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 it's only since January 30th. Well, the problem with that is that's a 46-game mark. They're 32-12-2. The only two teams that are better than Edmonton since the end of January are the Colorado Avalanche and the Vegas Golden Knights. And to put things in perspective for Vegas, they are 21-3 and this season against the three California teams against Los Angeles, who got pounded last night, 6 nothing by Colorado. Uh, Vegas is, you know, uh, smoking San Jose. That's who Vegas whacked last night, 6 nothing, and uh, the Anaheim Ducks. So kind of puts things in a little bit of perspective there. As good as Vegas and Colorado are, they're good. They're deep, and that's why many people will pick them over the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, you know, the Oilers obviously got to get out of the Canadian Division first. Uh, But I think depth is going to be a a concern for a lot of fans out there in oil country, and I get that. But the reality of it is, for seven-eighths of this season, the Edmonton Oilers have been the third-best team in the NHL, based on points percentage. And again, every division has a couple weaker teams. The East division has three teams that gave up amongst the most goals in the National Hockey League this year, between New Jersey, Philadelphia, and Buffalo the central division you had some teams struggle especially down the stretch chicago wasn't as good as they were earlier in the year dallas never got back to the level that they were at last year during the playoffs uh you know it's a division that had detroit in it they didn't do much this season Uh, we already talked about the west actually ottawa had the fourth best record in the canadian division for the final 40 games of the season Uh, it's an interesting time to say the least so many things going on right now our top story again is brought to you daily by Legacy Heating and Cooling get your AC today with no payments and no interest for a year that's how you build a Legacy Legacy Heating and Cooling Brendan I'm going to bring you in right now just before we do the recap of last night's game how would you describe the Oilers right now because I'm going to ask the question to the listeners as well like how good of a team uh, they got the third best record in the league for the final seven eighths of the season I mean, that would suggest they're an elite team. I don't think I would be brazen enough to say they're an elite team. What do you think? Like, the the numbers would – just to put things in perspective, we'll add a couple more here, okay? The Oilers have gone from 25th to 12th to 10th in points percentage. They've gone from – over the last three seasons, they've gone from 20th to 14th to 7th in goals for, from 25th to 15th to 10th in goals against – This next stat is going to surprise you. They've gone from 27th to 14th to 6th in save percentage. They've had the number one power play in the league the last two years, this year by more than 2%, and their penalty kill, which was hurting for certain early in the year, was sitting around 25th, is currently up to 10th, and is on a ridiculous run over the last 21 games. I think off the top of my head they've killed 47 of their last 50 uh, penalty killing situations. So how would you describe the Oilers? And that's the question I have for the listeners right now. You can text us our Ashley Fine Floor's text line. Brendan, the floor is yours.
2: They're believers at this point, Bob. I think that they've seen the impact of when they all buy into Dave Tippett's message. You know, they're past the point of it um, needing solidification. So they're confident in what they're doing right now, and it's it's growing. And everything that they're saying about wanting to be rolling heading into the right time of the season, it's actually being put into practice right now. It's not a bad thing that they got tested a couple of times against Montreal when maybe you know some people. Out there didn't think that they would be it's it's those are the kinds of games you want to be coming out on the right side of i think heading into the postseason so everything is going right and i think that they believe in themselves
0: just to put things in perspective, the Winnipeg Jets, who I believe are better than people think, okay? they got a good goalie. That's who Edmonton's going to play. We've got the schedule now. We know it's going to start first two games Wednesday and Friday in Edmonton next week, 7 o'clock in the Orders Radio Network and NHL Hockey and Rogers. Jack and myself will have the call. Cam will be contributing with Robin Reed. Um The reality of the situation is the Jets have lost nine of their last 11. Nine of their last 11 games. Edmonton's lost 12 of their last 46 in regulation think about that for a second you know I, i'd be interested to see what people think uh and again yesterday i'll be honest i wasn't overly happy watching edmonton's performance they had some guys that needed to have some decent games that had some rough moments we're going to head now into the orders now audio vault for direct Workwear supporting local and canadian manufacturers in edmonton and online at directworkware.com here's cam moon with the call
1: It's a tune-up game for the playoffs. Nurse and Barry. Barry lost it. And here's the shot by Caulfield. He scores.
0: Anybody that thinks the Oilers are going to walk away at this because the Canadiens had a bunch of players out of the lineup. No.
1: Nope. Pass on the left to Neal. In over the line to chase on. He'll get to the middle of the ice. Over to the right. He'll shoot.
0: Scores!
1: Chase on, let it go. It looked like Primo got a good piece of it, but not quite enough. And bring it over the line. Suzuki shoots and scores. Nick Suzuki came in on the right side, cut to the middle, put it through Smith. Kept in by Barry. Left side to Nugent Hopkins. He shoots, scores. Ryan Nugent Hopkins off the left side. Picks the corner. McDavid shoots it. It's blocked. He gets it back. Goes to the side of the goal. Puts it in front off of Primo. It's a loose puck. Drysaddle scores.
0: And the Oilers are up 3-2. Drysaddle with his NHL leading 15th power play goal of the season. Just got it into the Oiler end. That puck
1: gets turned over. Caulfield in front of the net. Suzuki scores. Caulfield finds Suzuki and this game is tied at three for the second time in as many games with the Montreal Canadiens we're going to need a little extra time very long pass to Dreisaitl he'll go to Cahoon all alone scores Dominic Cahoon he'll go stick side on Primo and the Oilers win it in overtime 4-3
0: and again, there were some rough moments in yesterday's game. Caleb Jones uh, had a puck, uh, did a double hit on a puck that led to an easy goal for the Canadians to tie it. The Oilers got outplayed through the first 12 to 14 minutes of period number three. Uh, it was one of those games where Cahoon and Paul Yarvey, uh, when pucks came up to them uh, on the boards in their defensive zone, they just couldn't get it in a space for McDavid the entire game. And they're playing the Canadians B team. There's no question about it. But we'll ask this of Louis DeBrusque a little bit later on. You know, sometimes it's tough to play those games. You're home and cool. you know where you're at? And I got news for you for the listeners out there. Like, players want to play. Edmonton plays Vancouver Saturday. The Oilers players, my guess is, many of them do not want to go a week without playing. So I'm going to be really intrigued to see who's in the lineup coming up on Saturday. But let's get some thoughts back in the Oilers now, Audio Vault for Direct Work, where Dave Tippett was asked about starting Dominic Cahoon and Leon drysettle instead of McDavid and drysettle to start OT. Just
3: playing a hunch. He's quick and him and Dryer they work well together, so just playing a hunch. And, uh...
0: Uh, Dave Tippett also had these comments of getting the two road wins and staying healthy.
3: You know, we've been managed to keep COVID out of our group. We've been uh, real disciplined around, you know, the cities we go to. They're you're confined to the hotel, but it's, uh, you know, the guys have stuck with it. And um, sometimes not easy. I mean, it's it's uh, it gets long sometimes, but the guys are stuck with it. And they showed up and they make sure that they're prepared to play. And, they, and our leadership group has really led the way with that. So I give our players a ton of credit. It's not as easy as, uh, as you think. It's just uh, you know it's you're confined to spaces, but they've come out and focused on hockey and played well.
0: Alex Chason, meanwhile, who scored yesterday, added an assist. Says the orders have come together well down the stretch. I think as a group
1: we've we've uh, identified that we've talked about using the last 12 to 14 games to build a game, and you don't want to. Kind of ease your, your way into the games uh, you don't want to create uh, any bad habits and uh, there's nothing better than feeling good about your game going into game one in the first in the first round so uh, we've done a great job as a team we We've talked about it before games, and uh, our practices have been sharp, so um, I like where our team's at right now.
0: By the way, the Oilers with the victory last night against Montreal improved to 19-7-2 on the road this season. That is tied for the best road record in the National Hockey League. I mentioned Dominic Cahoon. This guy's playing for a contract. Um, it's funny how things work out, you know. The morning of October 9th, which was a, a Friday, you wonder whether or not the Edmonton Oilers thought they had Jacob Markstrom. Uh, that day, Dominic Cahoon's camp, which was not totally headed up by Jerry Johansson at that point, was offered a two-year contract after Cahoon was not qualified as a restricted free agent by Buffalo. Cahoon's camp elected to turn that down. The Oilers signed Kyle Turris that day. The next day, Edmonton and Tyler Ennis, uh, after Cahoon's camp turned it down. The next day, the Edmonton Oilers, the morning of the 10th, they signed Tyson Berry who, oh, by the way, had two assists yesterday. He now leads all NHL defense in scoring. He's going to win the scoring. Unless Cale McCarr gets five points tonight, I don't see that happening. So uh, Barry's going to end up the highest scoring defense in the NHL this season. Then they brought in Mike Smith. And then about a month later, suddenly Cahoon came in on a one-year deal. And uh, sometimes agents know how to read situations. But Cahoon's playing himself for a contract. He said he was surprised yesterday that he got the call to start OT.
2: I was thinking my my game is probably over, but uh, then uh, then coach said that I'm going with dry, so I was I was a little bit surprised, but uh, no, at the end I'm very happy for that opportunity and uh, yeah, obviously very very happy that uh, that it went that way.
0: And uh, he had this additional comment on his overtime winner.
2: It was it was obviously nice to, to score an OT and uh, no, it was a great play from the guys. First, Tice made a good quick up there, and obviously uh, we know that Leon can make those plays uh, every time. So uh, I just tried to find my way there, work hard there, and uh, Leon found me, and uh, yeah, I'm happy I scored. Uh, speaking
0: of dry Settle and McDavid, got a text today from a Western Conference manager. Uh, direct quote is stupid what those two guys have done this year and uh, Connor McDavid obviously 104 points he's going to win the scoring race the Oilers the last 3 years of the 2 highest scoring players it's not even close Uh, Connor McDavid leads the NHL 317 points in the last 3 seasons Dreisaitl is 2nd at 298 the next highest scoring player is Patrick Kane he's 38 points behind Dreisaitl so those guys have been terrific the last 3 years, the team's taken a step forward in the last 2 years and done so without uh, a lot of cap space, Dave Tippett had these comments on the impact of McDavid and Drysdale on the team this season
3: he's had a heck of a year he just you know it's there's some nice to tell you the truth i look and the amount of chances he creates on the ice is you wonder why he doesn't get more points but uh but he's had a phenomenal year i mean he's he's uh he's a leader of our group and and in a lot of different ways his his play is his leadership on and off the ice so between him and leon they they really drive our offense and uh they've had they've had superb years
0: they have uh Drysdale may not even get voted an all-star. Think about this for a second. Right now he leads the league in plus-minus at plus 31, and he's going to finish with the most power play goals at 15. That's hard to do uh, just because you get a minus when the opposition scores and you, when you're on the PP like we
1: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal.
0: Saw yesterday. We're going to get to some of your texts. We'll get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing when we come back in Oilers Now.
3: Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet.
0: Thank you, Darnell. Into the Ashley Fine Flores text line at 780 63 I asked you, how good of a team are the Oilers? What are they right now? John has texted the show to say, I think we, the Oilers, he says, are good but not great. We need more scoring depth than other legitimate top four left shot D-man to be an elite team. This is a huge playoffs for Nugent Hopkins. If he doesn't produce, the Oilers can't justify paying him the money he wants. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Another texter comes in saying the orders are dangerous, teams are scared of 97, nobody knows what to expect uh, with him, this motivated dangerous. And uh, we shall see if that ultimately uh, comes to fruition. This text comes in saying, interesting stat, if you change the win-loss record of the top 12 teams to reflect real wins and losses and not give out the extra points for overtime losses... Uh, and that team would get a zero uh, for a loss. The Oilers are actually eighth overall in the league this year, rather than the eleventh they sit. Uh, they currently sit in. I think they. I think. Um, I think they actually moved up to tenth. But anyhow, it's been an interesting run. Uh, another texter says the Oilers aren't taking all the bad penalties they've done for the last ten years. Again, you can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Keep it coming at any time. Uh, another texter says, Bob, I would say the orders are very good but not elite yet. A couple pieces away. Another top six forward, a goalie of the future, experience for their young D-man. Uh, they will all be coming in in the next couple of years. Exciting to be an Oilers fan. Uh, there you have it. And again, I... Well, watch that game of trepidation. How much criticism should you have? Uh, I like the fact that the coach cut back the minutes a bit with some of the guys. Uh, there were some tough moments, like Ryan McLeod. Of the 10 games he played, that might have been the least effective game that he played. You know, Kara lost some faceoffs on the penalty kill, but bounced back and did a good job of blocking some lanes. Um you know, yeah, had Chase on, had a pretty good game, turned some pucks over. You had, we talked about Cahoon and Paul Yarvey, fought the puck all game long. Uh, Kyle Turris came in, didn't make much of an impact. I think you saw the the difference uh, between Yamamoto and Turris. But all of that being said, at the end of the day, I don't know, you know, and I'm going to ask Louie this coming up here. I, 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 I got to think that was a pretty tough game for the Oilers to play. Uh, You know, frankly. And I'm going to be really intrigued to see what happens on Saturday. The overall body of work this year, it's got to be stated. It's been outstanding, especially from their top players. I mean, we're talking 46 games now at this point where the team's been the third best team in the league. So you can sit there and nitpick, and I did at times yesterday, nitpick some of the things that were happening a little, you know, Hey, Dave Tippett said it after the game. He called the team sloppy. I agree. They were sloppy, and they got the win. Let's go to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing Company, branded apparel, products, and awards, all created in-house. Shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. And here is Brendan Escott.
2: Three games tonight uh, with Colorado hosting LA, Minnesota in St. Louis and Calgary home to Vancouver. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, Robin Lehner sharing the William M. Jennings trophy as the goaltending duo with the fewest goals scored against it. Fleury actually finished the regular season with a 1.98 goals against average. Darcy Kemper and Aiden Hill will form two-thirds of Canada's goaltending duo at the upcoming 20 2021 World Championship along with uh, Canucks prospect Mikey DiPietro. Dylan Dubé and Andrew Mangiapani of Calgary are confirmed as our uh, first-rounders Cole Perfetti, Braden Schneider from last year, and projected first overall pick Owen Power as well. Uh, Team USA revealed its roster featuring, again, Arizona's uh, Connor Garland. Uh, Calder candidate Jason Robertson, and 18-year-old projected lottery pick, Matt Beneers. He like Power of... Uh, Michigan. Bakersfield Condors and Henderson taking on the Silver Knights this evening, a battle between the top two Pacific Division teams. Condors five and two against them thus far, having won five straight.
0: Another texter just uh, fired in here. Just a reminder, if the Oilers had traded for Taylor Hall at the deadline, we'd have a Stanley Cup this year. I have no problem giving up a first-round pick for a first-overall player like Taylor uh, in a Stanley Cup or not. I can tell you, you might have felt that way, James. But there are a lot of other people that would not have been prepared to trade the orders first round or get Taylor Hall. Let's not forget, ultimately, Buffalo only got a second-round pick, and Hall picked and choosed where he went. It's going to be interesting to see how Boston does. If they have success, Hall's going to get re-signed in Boston. There is no question about that. JL says, decent team are the orders but I'm worried about the inbounds, uh we have and the size of players. I think we're going to need to get a few more bigger, faster guys to replace some smaller guys in the lineup. That one comes to us from JL, which is why players like McLeod and Dylan Holloway are going to be an important part of the Oilers' future here uh, carrying forward. All twelve twenty nine. Keep the text coming. What type of team do the Oilers have? You tell me. We'll go off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with the big man, Louis DeBrusque, from NHL Hockey and Rogers when we return.
1: Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.